Welcome back to the Bees Mamas podcast. Today is our 14th episode, and I'll be interviewing a dear friend, Jennifer Nix. She's a mother, a daughter, a graduate of the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, realtor, and I would just like to add, she is a lover of all people. <laughs> Welcome, Jen. Thank you for joining me today. <laughs> I'm excited to be here with you. It's such a pleasure. Thank you. I'm honored to be part of what you're doing now. <laughs> you're welcome, my love. Yeah, Jen, it's been a long time since we connected. What has it been? I feel it's before the pandemic, so yes. three, four years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, well, let's face it. You, you moved, right? So yeah. you know, I didn't get to see you as often, but I know yeah. we got together yearly at your... Um, wellness conference. So, yeah. you know, we've been lucky enough to have connected that way. Yeah. How have you been otherwise? Oh my gosh. So busy. So busy living life. All is good. Everyone's healthy and safe. So that's what matters yeah. right nowadays. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm very happy that you and your family are safe. I'm going to take our, our listeners way back to that one day in Whole Foods. Okay. Yeah. Let's <laughs> take it way back. When we met. I, I was actually, so Gaia's Essence products were in Whole Foods and I was demoing at the leg growth store, I believe. And here yeah. comes this lady who is a tea lover and she was so excited to just look at all the different teas and taste them. And then when she found out that I was the founder, she was like, oh my God, you're the founder. I love teas. Yes. I believe you bought one of everything I Every had at my table. Every single one. I'm a teaaholic. I have to admit that. I was going to buy a few seats at the conference. You had like a table. I bought the whole table. I was like, I'm buying the whole table. I'm bringing a team of people. I'm buying the entire table. I remember. Yeah. And that year, Farah, I don't know if you remember this. There was a natural disaster. I don't remember what hurricane it was. <gasps> You're right. That, Yeah. I remember that, like, I think it didn't almost happen that year. I think it got delayed to like a few weeks or a month yes, later. It was a hurricane. That was it. That was it. Yes. Yes. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. That is long. That was before you had children. I bought a whole table. I'm like, yeah. oh, forget it. Everyone's. That's just how you roll, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go big. I'm tiny, but I gotta go big, you know? I love it. I love it. You know, you, um, you're transitioning now into a, a new space. You have left working with an educational institution that's correct. and you've now become a real estate agent so you call yourself the real estate matchmaker yes what was it like because you're now one of the top you know real estate agents in your in the company that you work with wow so that's a great question and it's interesting because i did work at you know a private business school i worked as a director of career services i worked there for 10 years and honestly i feel like that has helped me tremendously in my business because, you know, I did a lot of public speaking. I helped students um, um, find employment in the field in which they've been trained. I used to teach them how to interview, to ace mm-hmm. those interviews. And so I think, you know, the relationship aspect is really huge in um, real estate. And I also was a matchmaker for, um, you know, for, for a bit, for over two years. And that was really unique. And honestly, it's it's really all in one and the same thing because when mm-hmm. you think about it, you know, when you go on a date, you know, you want it's like when you're out there dating, you're, you're trying to find the one, right? You're trying to find the one, the person that you will be spending the rest of your life life with or, or want to. Um, it's the same thing like house shopping. You know, we want to just find one, but we may need to look at five or 10 or 15. And, you know, you get emotionally attached. So I kind of made it interesting. And that's why I call myself the real estate matchmaker, because it really is all about building relationships, falling and, you know, falling in love with the one, but this time it's a house. <laughs> what you just said was so true, Jen, the fact that you, you learned previously working for the educational institution and your role as director really prepared you for where you are today. And that's something I want to share with our audience is no matter what part of your journey that you're on, you may feel that you're not at the destination that you want to be. But always yeah. remember that you are where you're supposed to be and you're here 
at, in this moment to learn. And if you learn the lessons that you're supposed to, then once you learn that, then you can evolve and elevate to that next level. So I'm very happy that you mentioned that. Yes. You know what? You are so, and listen, Farah, you know, you're so wise beyond your years. You, you're such an inspiration and you motivate people to the highest level. And you're forced to be reckoned with. Let's just put that out there, okay? <laughs> in a good way, in a good way. You're loving, you're genuine. And, you know, I'm so grateful to, to be a friend. And to have you as my friend, and I and I know that. But you know, when I see you in person, you know, we'll we'll hug it out. I know, um, I know. (laughs) All right, I think my life, you know, has evolved in such a way that I feel like you know I'm where I am meant to be. Mm -hmm. You know, there's other things that I've done. I was a secretary for many many years when I was younger, and it's interesting how um, it's all kind of come like full circle and tied in, even with being, you know, a holistic health coach and learning about balance, you know, in my life, in my career, with my family, you know, it just, it's so amazing how it all just ties in. And, you know, I'm older than most people. So um, it's interesting how finally I feel like I'm exactly where I need to be. And that's really exciting to say. Oh, that's wonderful. I honestly feel that that's a gift that you have, Jen. You you are very excited and very receiving of all people. And you are, and people say like, you know, someone's a people person, but your energy radiates love. Aww. And it really does. And, 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 and I feel that. Thank you. You're always welcome. You know, when did you realize that you had a gift of of just bringing people together? Connecting. I, you know what? That's a great question. And I have to say, I don't know. I, I always feel like something that I really enjoy is, and this may sound cliche, you know, it's just helping others and being supportive of others and teaching people to acknowledge their perfect uniqueness or embracing their perfect uniqueness and being the best that they can be. And sometimes I, you know, I I meet people often where I feel like they may not feel good about themselves or, and I feel like I see something in them that they may not think. And I, and I will go out of my way, you know, to put myself out there to help someone else. And, and for some reason, I don't know, I, I love doing that. Like I have a bleeding heart, you know, I, I give so much, but that's just part of my nature. My mom was always super generous and mm-hmm. so loving. And I, I know I learned that from her. She she would take anybody in, take any phone call. She had more friends than probably mm-hmm. I'll ever have, but she was just, she always took time for everybody. And mm-hmm. I, I know I get I know I get it from her, but I'm not gonna lie. My father was a tough guy, and you know I, I know I have that toughness like my dad, <laughs> with a little bit more no nonsense. But she I, I know I learned that from my mom. She was a just a, a loving, genuine person. Anybody who knew her just knew that about her. Yeah. And I and I hope to be just like my mom. I, I can't ever be better than my mom. No, oh, that's oh, that's beautifully said. You know, we many of us are blessed with mothers who who were just very nurturing, very loving, just showed us how to to be a woman. And my mom was that for me. We're still very, very close. And and I say she is, she's a beautiful example of of a true human being, all loving, all forgiving, also humble, so intelligent. All the things that you would think a human being should possess, I see that in my mother. Yeah, we're both very, I mean, my mom has passed. You know, it's mm-hmm. been a few years, but it, it's amazing to know that we're so fortunate to have had mothers like that. And, you know, it saddens me, even if I meet someone, Farah, and, you know, if their mom passed when they were young, yeah. I, I cry for them. And I think, oh my gosh, even though I thought my mom was too young to pass, you know, she was yeah. in her 76, but I, I cry for others. I feel like I wish they had more time with, with their mom. Yeah. And then there's some people you meet where they, they don't have good relationships with family, but you know what? You create your own family. You know, you yeah. get to an age where you just create your own family, like you and I, like me. I feel like you're my sister. We've always Absolutely. Been, like my soul sister, right? You know, we talked about us being blessed having mothers who are very caring and nurturing. There are people out there who didn't have our experience. And it's very, one, it's 
it's important for you to, even in the the faults, mistakes of your mothers, your parents, we, we still come from a place of respect because they are our parents. If they didn't do the things that we that we know were the, the correct or right things to do, we sometimes have to just kind of step back and wonder, who taught them? Where did they learn just the tools of how to be a parent? Yes. And if no one around them didn't teach them, then they couldn't be there for us. Oh, yeah. And so we love them in in all their in their imperfections. Mm-hmm. And we build the family that we would like to see around the people that we have and love. Beautifully said. That was amazing. And and you're so right. You know, listen, anyone, I always say anyone can have a baby. Not everyone mm-hmm. can be a parent. And, you know, the love that they give is the love that they know. I'm not going to say I had an absolutely, you know, pure, wonderful upbringing that everything was yeah. roses and sunshine. It's it's not like that. You know, there were imperfections and things mm-hmm. that have gone on and, you know, different levels and layers and just life and, you know, just things that go on. But it's what do you learn from that? You know, sometimes I feel people spend more time talking about what went wrong. What did, What's the lesson? What's the lesson? Mm-hmm. What did you learn from that? Or why... How are you going to teach your children why we shouldn't be treated a certain way? If you were treated a certain way, don't keep putting yourselves in those types of situations. You know, learn from it and say, this is not a healthy situation for me. And I need to learn from this. And sometimes, you know, you have to walk away from relationships and you evolve and you grow and you grow. Some people don't don't think to do that or don't know how to do that. And, mm. you know, that's just part of life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of lessons. Our next question. <laughs> Jen, you've been through, you've been through a divorce. Yes. You have, there are women out there listening right now to this podcast who have just found out that they're getting a divorce. What was it like for you? Yeah. You know, it's interesting because it was so long ago. My God. I know. I married a second time. We've been together almost 17 years. So I think my story is even more unique because let's face it, you know, I was married to a man and yeah. I have two beautiful daughters and they were young. And, you know, it wasn't as if that wasn't, um, that, that relationship was meant to be, you know, otherwise I would not have my beautiful daughters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a unique transitional time for me too, because I guess I never really was living my authentic life. Um, mm. You know, I'm actually, um, and, and that's probably a home of the podcast or it could be even a movie, right? <laughs> 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 get into this, you know, and I started exploring and learning more about myself. And um, eventually I got remarried. I mean, I married a woman, you know, who, yeah. who, who knew this was going to happen? I, was, <laughs> I didn't know this was going to happen myself. I'm like, how did this happen? It just evolved. And, and I, you know, I, I was living a, a different kind of life, but I feel mm. at the end of the day, it really was more about, you know, teaching my children that I'm not embarrassed of who I am or who I'm with, and they shouldn't be embarrassed of who I am or who I'm with. And, you know, it was really a unique, it was just something I, I didn't really think of. This wasn't a, this wasn't a plan. It wasn't part of the plan. It was just Mm -hmm. what happened. But I also feel the woman that I'm with, we are just, you know, so connected on such a level Mm -hmm. Uh, she's my best friend too. I mean, we're going to be together almost it's 16 years. Wow. Um, next, this should be so Yeah, it's, it's just really crazy when I think of, and it seems like I just still have met her and we're still learning about each other, but we grow and we evolve and we change. And my daughters, you know, there were challenges. I'm not going to lie. It was yeah. pretty unique because of family, yeah. uh, society, um, you know, I'm sorry, I jumped way ahead of the divorce. No, no. I mean, this is going, this yeah, is going perfectly. Yeah, what was it like for them being young children and you having to explain to them this is now this is now family, this is our family? That's okay. I like this question. So interestingly, it wasn't um to me, I felt like our my relationship with um Janine, you know, at the time was really not just it was just like introducing it to them, like this is mommy's girlfriend. It's no mm-hmm. different than if, you know, um so-and-so-and-so-and-so together, you know, man and woman, um, mm-hmm. this is this is who I'm with. This is my girlfriend, and this is who I love. And they were like, mm-hmm. okay. And they didn't think anything different. They mm-hmm. were just thinking, 
all right, because right. what you teach your children, you know, I mm-hmm. teach my children to be open and uh, respectful and, you know, and of course, I'm not going to lie, as time went on, it things changed in a way because, you know, society, uh, even my own family, there were things that have gone on, things that have been said, um, you know, things in, um, in the world, you know, we weren't able to legally get married until, um, you know, 2011 when it became legal to be married Mm -hmm. in the state of New York. So, you know, years ago we had a ceremony before that. And my daughter said to me once, are you going to get arrested? This is illegal. She was a little girl. I'm like, no, I'm not going to get arrested, but you know, it's perception. It's what they Mm -hmm. hear. Even just um, other children. So I think we've been through a lot, but you know, when I reflect and I look back, I think a biggest thing that I can state from this with my children and how they reacted and responded is, is really, they were always very open. And I was very open with them with discussions and not being, and I, I'm not, I'm going to say this again, not being embarrassed or ashamed mm. of who I am or who I'm with. And that we, they shouldn't be ashamed or embarrassed either. You know, I was just very open about it. It's just part of our life. It's, uh, it's who we are. And, and even now, I'm not going to lie, Farrah, you know, there is a lot of unique things that still go on. You know, I've been discriminated against. I thought I felt wow. You know, it's just, it's really interesting. And people say, oh, in this day and age, it, it shouldn't be like that. Or in this day and age, things have changed. They sure have changed. And, and yeah. there has been a lot of uh, growth and there has been a lot of awareness. But, you know, there's still people out there who are ignorant mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but it's okay. Cause you know what? At the end of the day, I'd still rather be me. I love my children yes. on infinity, my wife too, you know, to me, we, this is our world and it's, it's just as perfect as it could be because it's us. Jen's yeah. wife, Janine is when I tell you a loving, beautiful soul. And it's so, it's just amazing that these two souls met because they make a perfect union. Love has no boundaries. Love has no biases. Love has no restrictions. When you love someone and genuinely love them, all you see is that individual. You don't see anything else but them. And so I think society makes us believe that we are supposed to to love in a certain way. And it's, it's, a, it's a love conditioning that happens from very, very young. You'll see children's toys, you know, certain colors or just have certain things for girls and certain things for boys. There are biases that go on and conditioning in children that you may not even be aware of. And so when, when you have young children, it's very important that you, you let them know that it's, we're all human beings and we're all here on a journey together. And I go back to the golden rule, the same way that you would like to be treated, treat others that way. Mm -hmm. Yes. Amen. You're right. And it's interesting how people always want to label people too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's a whole nother topic, right? That's a whole nother podcast. Like my other daughter had said to me once, oh, you know, she came home from school and she said, uh, there was a girl at school and she said, I heard your mom's a lesbian, you know, and, and, and. And my daughter said, you know, I, I didn't know what to say to her. I said, we'll go back tomorrow and say, yes, she is. So what? It's like, <laughs> she's like oh, I'm like, that's it. so what else does she want to know? Yeah. Like, you know, I, like I said, it goes back to embarrassment and yeah. shame. I don't, I don't own that. Other people might have been embarrassed. Other people might have been ashamed of me or, or, or they're embarrassed of me, but I'm not embarrassed of myself or ashamed mm-hmm. of who I am. So, you know, that's me embracing my perfect uniqueness and we're all different. Yeah. And, you know, we all believe the same way, you know, nobody, I think everybody's created equal. How can mm-hmm. you not think that? I, it's just, that's just how I feel. Um, yeah. You know, but I don't know. I, I just want to kind of tag on to something that you said, Farah. Go ahead. Like love has no boundaries. I mean, you know, when you have a little itty baby, they don't see mm-hmm. color. They don't Mm-mm. see race. They don't know religion. They don't Mm-mm. know. They don't see these things. It's, it's to me, I feel a lot of this is taught. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, 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 it's, it's what they learn. But, you know, like I said, I'll stop there because I, I can go on and on about that. No worries. No worries. <laughs> Jen, I'm going to say because of the person that you are and because you didn't allow external shame to impact you, 
because you knew who you were, you were very confident in yourself. That's why you had the experience that you had. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, that's the lesson right here, ladies. When you're going through something, when you're experiencing anything that you're going through in life, always remember to, to not let external factors, but other people being ashamed or embarrassed of you affect who you are. Be strong in yourself where you know who you are. What well, doesn't matter what they say, just keep yeah. moving. No, you're right. And listen, I'm not going to lie in business and, um, you know, throughout the years, um, there were some unique situations and I feel like it doesn't define the, you know, the, the, the care that I, like I'm, I'm a professional woman and mm -hmm. I'm going to give people respect, love, attention. You know, I'm going to treat them um, as if they're my family. You know, yeah. regardless of who I'm with or, um, you know, or me just being a lesbian woman, it, it shouldn't yeah. matter. It You're shouldn't a woman. Matter. And then I can understand, listen, if someone doesn't want to work with me, with all due respect, there are yeah. other choices out there and mm -hmm. people are free to use, but it doesn't define who I am. You know, I'm yeah. still me. I'm still the best version of myself and, and I'm still a work in progress. I'm not, yes. and I don't think <laughs> to be, and, and I'm not going to lie 10 yeah. years ago. I might've been, I thought a little bit differently. You know, it's, 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 it's a work in progress and yeah. having a good support team, such as my wife and my daughters, I have two young daughters, but they're, you know, they're intelligent, they're bright, they're smart. Yeah. They're, they're, um, they, I don't know. They're just, they're so fair minded. That, yeah. That's what, and they're loving. They really give yeah. so much of themselves and, and I'm proud of that. I really am. So like I said, I couldn't have been the person I am today without, yeah. without my team of girls. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, can you share an experience that you went through while being a real estate agent that um, somebody felt like they didn't want to work with you? Um, and how were you able to navigate that? I can't say that I have necessarily experienced just that. But I think what happens is what I do experience often is, oh, like if I if they mention something and they'll ask me about my husband or and I mm. say, oh, I actually, I actually have a wife. What? The, what? What? That's normally. What? <laughs> oh, oh, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, oh, I'm not sorry. Sorry. Like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so what? I think it's just, it's just the response that I get sometimes. And I can't say that I've experienced discrimination from I'm happy. clients. I haven't yet. <laughs> you know, but I'm happy. And if I did, they had they didn't say anything to me. Yeah. But I think it's just people are taken aback or surprised, and mm -hmm. you know, and then. And I, I wouldn't say they're treating me differently. I think I think what happens is they realize, oh wow, she's you know she's just as human as as mm -hmm. me or anyone else. And, and like I said, I have clients of all backgrounds, all backgrounds. You know, yeah. there's not just a, a you know a certain segment of people that I work with. So I think it's just sometimes it's a surprise to people. Yeah, that, that's really it. It's not. But have I been discriminated throughout the years um, with other situations? Yes. And there's been, instead of pinpointing a certain situation or, you know, if, if I feel unsafe, then, yeah. then I just walk away because I'm not going to engage in conversation with someone who doesn't know me personally. And they're just, you know, being stereotypical. So mm -hmm. to me, I feel like with situations like that, we have to just be the better person and walk away. Mm. 20 years ago, that would have been a different story. Am I? <laughs> but <laughs> the thing is, you know, you just have, it, it, it's not worth it. And, yeah. and and other situations where I've been discriminated against, whether I was called a name or, yeah. you know, uh, which that has happened, you know, that has happened. Wow. Often. You just have to rise above it and be the better person because they don't define who I am as a person. I'm not mm -hmm. having the holidays with them. Being able to embrace who you are and those who love and adore you. I think, Farah, it's yeah. interesting how, you know, you could be praised by so many, right? Mm -hmm. And then you get a negative comment from someone yeah. and for some reason that really hurts and really sticks yeah. with you and and yeah. I think as women you know what we say to ourselves like our self-talk that really matters and I feel like my self-talk is pretty damn good you know I'm, I'm, I'm really <laughs> I know it's good <laughs> and I'm not that I'm super confident but I feel, I've worked hard at so much yeah and, and I try so hard that I can't even say I'm even trying anymore I'm just yeah doing it. You, you just are yeah. So listen, if anybody feels in any sense of the way that they feel less of a woman, you know, whether or not someone's treating them a certain way or they're feeling some sort of way because a society or family, 
look me up. We're going to have a powerful conversation and get you back on track. Look, Jenna's a girl for that. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Jenna's the friend you want to have. It's all my shine. I have to just, I just have to wake up and, you know, one day at a time, every day is a new day. Every day is a new day. That's absolutely right. You are a very successful real estate agent. I want you to share with our audience, maybe the, the top three important things that they would need to know before starting the process of buying the dream home. The top three things. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's really, really a great question. One is you want to make sure that you find the right agent. You know, and I would suggest the number one, you know, want to find the right agent, someone who's going to be attentive to your needs, someone who's going to listen to you. Um, and I would suggest, you know, you can, you should interview, you should interview agents or a few agents. And I think that's really important. Um, the number two thing is knowing your budget. I think, you know, some, a lot of times I talk to people and they have no idea what they can afford. And, you know, and I have a, a mortgage professional that I utilize and trust and know that I always recommend. And I think knowing your budget is huge. And even though you might be able to afford this amount, you don't need to go to your max budget. You know, you want to make sure you can still go to Disney. You know what I mean? And make sure you're you're able to live. So being really conscious of not going to your maximum. Mm -hmm. And three is if you have the right agent Mm -hmm. and you know your budget, is number three is trusting the process, trusting the process that your real estate agent and your lender is going to lead you in the right direction of making sure that, you know, things are really going to get done because there's so many things that go into finding the right home and trusting the process. When we were in the process of buying our home, we interviewed quite a many agents. And I think that's very important because you have to understand that you're going to be in a relationship with this person before it could be months to a year. And so having them understand what your needs will be, as well as seeing if that's someone that you would work really well with is very, very important. Definitely. I, you know, it's, it, it's, and that's part of being the real estate matchmaker. It's building a relationship. You know, you have to be able to connect with your agent too. You know, I feel like relation for me, the relationships are so important, my, you know, my clients or future clients or former clients or soon to be clients, you know, I'm working with someone now, we met a year ago in March and she wasn't ready, but you know, I, I still stay in touch and I still keep mm-hmm. in touch and, you know, she's ready to start looking now. It's keeping those connections. You know, you found the right agent because you found the right place, right? You found the place yeah. that you love. That's true. That's very true. Jen, it is a whirlwind out there for someone who has never bought a house before who doesn't know what the process is, can you, can you give us an overview as to what they should expect going through getting a mortgage, finding a home, visiting homes, putting an offer in, just, just give us a rundown. Yeah. Okay. So like I said, when I initially work with my clients, you know, I always make sure we have a, you know, phone conversation or if we meet in person, you know, and I want to get really clear as to what is most important to them. You know, what size home is of interest to them? How many people are in their family? That's a big deal too. You know, we talk about, I mean, I get real deep. We talk about property size. You know, we need to know, do you want to fix a rougher? Are you open to something that, um, you know, needs some work? Or do you want something that you're just going to go in and paint and you're ready to go? So, you know, I have to really learn those ins and outs and really understand their desires of what they want. And I'll tell you, sometimes the husband and the wife, they have different opinions. Something, <laughs> so it's really, like I said, it's all about relationship building. We need to know how are we going to find you this place? And I'm going to be realistic. Like, wow, this is going to be really tough. You know, um, where do you want to live? Where do you want to live? You know, my clients have to do that research to let me know where do they want to live. Once mm-hmm. I gather all that information, you know, that that's one piece of the puzzle. And of course, like I talked about, they need to get pre-approved because in this market, I will tell you, you know, there's, it's a seller's market. There's more buyers than ever. When you're spending a couple hundred thousand dollars, I want to make sure that these people are serious. If I'm a seller, I want to make sure whoever's coming in my house can possibly purchase my house. Not that Mm -hmm. they're just having a good time and they want to just, you know, look around. So, so being pre-approved is of utmost importance. 
the negotiating aspect is really a big deal. You know, I've built a lot of relationships with other agents, you know, um, I can have open and honest conversations with other agents too yeah. when we're making offers and negotiating. And, and I will tell you this, you know, some, there's a lot of cash buyers out there too. And, yeah. and it's hard to compete with someone who's just an all cash buyer if it's the right number, but the terms are really important. You know, yeah. it's not such, it's the number, it's, it's the type of loan you have, how much you're putting down. Do you need mm -hmm. to sell your house? You, every situation far is so yeah. different. It's so different. And so unique. Yeah. And, and honestly, I thrive on this. I live for this. To me, it's like putting all the pieces of the puzzle together. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's complete. It's framed. We're done. And you found the house of your dreams. Easier yeah. said than done. When, when someone puts an offer in, what's like the next step for them? Here we are. We make an offer. We want to make sure that, you know, you're, you want to make sure your agent has good communication with the other agent as well. So mm -hmm. we're clear on the steps as to when they're going to be making a decision as soon as our offer is accepted, right away, we need to book an inspection. Within 24 hours, we can get an inspection. Because what's happening now is that sellers are accepting offers and they're still showing the house, which oh. rightfully so, I could understand because they may not want to lose out on another opportunity. What if they get mm -hmm. a better offer? So I'm clear with my buyers to let them know that, you know, potentially someone can come in with a better offer. So time is of the essence. So mm -hmm. we need to get that inspection done right away. Less than 12 hours, my clients will get an inspection report back so that we can clearly understand that if they're going to be make, you know, if they're going to be moving forward this, if this house is safe and sound mm -hmm. without any uh, issues with COs, certificate of occupancies, which means, you know, we want to make sure the house is legal and everything is up to, up to par. So let's say everything's great. We're going to move forward. The next thing that's going to happen is the seller's attorney is going to send out the contract to my buyer's attorney. Mm. And that's another piece of the puzzle. Have to make sure, you know, I build a relationship with, you know, their attorney. Sometimes my clients are not using my lender. I always reach out to the lender, make sure, you know, it's a big team of people that are mm -hmm. written for this one buyer. But once they sign the contract, and of course, no contract is clean of any crossouts, it could take just a few days up to a week to finally go into full contract. Once you're in full contract, that's it. You're done. You now, No one else can buy this house from under your feet, which is really yeah. great. And I'm not going to lie. It can be very challenging. But and stressful. Yeah, and stressful for the client, but yeah. I try and make it as, you know, seamless and smooth as possible, Beautiful. which isn't always the case. Um, you know, sometimes there's tears and disappointments <laughs> and, you know, I... <laughs> I need my clients to stay focused. And I tell them, listen, you got to stay positive. I'm not giving yeah. up on you. So you can't give up. And I'm not going to, I will tell you, it has been challenging, but I don't know. I had the best year of my life last year. I was number two agent in my office. Congratulations. And I you, thank you. It just, it just happened. And it happened again and again and again and again and again. So there's, there's no one solution. There's no one perfect story. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when, when you find the one, then you're in love, right? And, and, and everything can only get better at that point. So I'm so proud of you because I know really just highlights your personality because you're such a people's person. This is your ideal dream job. And so I'm not surprised that you're excelling at it. Thank you. You're always so sweet. You are. You really are. You're the best. Yeah, well, look, I'm, I'm talking the truth right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to transition into... So something that you've, you've spent a lot of time on, a reason why we actually met at Whole Foods is because of how you advocate for healthy living, you became a health coach. What was it like for you as you transitioned your own life to become healthier? It's so interesting. My life has changed exponentially because of that school. And I think what I, you know, I, I really went to school to learn for myself and my family mm -hmm. um, and it's interesting because I made so many dramatic changes in my life. And I really, I, I would say I mostly eat organic. You know, it's sometimes it's just not as easy if you're going to a birthday party or something mm -hmm. or when mm -hmm. socializing. But I used to suffer from severe panic attack syndrome. And I don't really know if I've ever told you this. So no. when I was young. Yeah, it was really severe uh, for many, many years. I, and you know, I, it, it was crippling. It was absolutely crippling sometimes. And you know, and I still have some fears and I still have that in the back of my mind. And, yeah. um, and it, 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 it could be very, very scary. And 
I realized that what you eat and what you drink has a direct correlation to how you feel and mm -hmm. how and how your mind works and how you react to things and you know stress and just trauma. So when I went to that school, it was, it was virtually. It was the first year they became virtual in 2011. Um, wow, what an eye opener! And I started making some really drastic changes in my life. I don't drink any caffeine at all. I don't need yeah. it. I'm energetic yeah. to begin with. But yeah, you don't need caffeine, Dan. No. <laughs> to everyone, I don't drink caffeine. Um, I only drink water, seltzer, tea. I used to be yeah. sodaholic. I really was. Once in a while, my I'll have a sip of my wife's wine or like a beer. So I don't care to drink yeah. at all. Um, I don't smoke anymore. You know, I don't smoke. I used to smoke cigarettes, so I don't smoke anymore. And it's amazing to think. You know, to me, I feel like if you can't pronounce it, why the hell are you eating it? Yeah. Look at the ingredients. I changed my life so dramatically and it took a long time, but yeah. I don't have panic attack syndrome anymore. Do oh, I have, wonderful. do I have like episodes of once in a while I get a little anxious? Of, yes, I do. But we not, all get anxious sometimes. Yeah. Not crippling. Well, I can't breathe. I can't do, it's crazy. It's crazy. And for years, my early thirties. So yeah, it was, it was, it was really, really crippling. But I'm not going to lie. I saw this in the back of my mind. But anyway, working with clients and helping other people, um, you know, I live for that. And, and helping people make better decisions. I used to take people to go on food shopping tours yeah. and, you know, learning about ingredients. And um, and kind of like that's how we met. You and I, we met in Whole yeah. Foods. I, I mm -hmm. never used to go into Whole Foods. So if it wasn't for me going to IIN, I think that's yeah. the first year I met you. Was it 2011? I, I believe so. I think it's 11. Yeah. So... That's it. Yeah. So it now what's interesting is that what IIN teaches you is all about balance too. Mm -hmm. you know, balance in your spiritual life. It doesn't necessarily have to be religion. It should just be, you know, your creative side, creating mm -hmm. balance with your relationships, creating balance with your, um, you know, your, with your career, um, you know, creating balance with what you eat. It's just mind blowing to know that that has changed my life so much and it has helped me even in my real estate career with creating balance and even yeah. for my family. So I don't know if I answered your question, right? <laughs> you absolutely did. I, I love that you brought up balance. And as I, as I journeyed through my own self-discovery and evolution, connecting with so many women that have continued to inspire me, I have come to a point in my life where balance means being present. It means truly being present. Like right now in this moment, I'm truly present with you. I'm giving you my full attention and I'm here to share with you and, and all listeners. And I feel like that's the most important thing in life is when you are truly balanced and that comes with you being truly present in the moment. So you're not anxious about future or past. That means if you're a parent or a mother or a father, that you, your, your whole self is with that child in that moment. You said that so perfectly, Howard. You really did. And I wish that I took that course before, you yeah. know, or even when I had my children, because I yeah. feel like I would have helped. It would just would have been different in some ways. But you know what? This is my, this is my life. This is mm -hmm. my path. And I wouldn't have met you at that time. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have done some of the things that I do. But you're right. My, one of my mantras is people will hear me say, and it sounds so cliche, but one day at a time, you know, there's only so many things you can get done in a yeah. day, but sometimes we're so focused on yesterday mm -hmm. and we're so focused on tomorrow that we're, we're not being present yeah. in the moment and yeah. focus on the day. Our yesterdays shape our tomorrows, but today, today is the day you need to focus on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mom always says that, you know, if, if for any reason that you feel like your day is so overwhelming that, you know, you focus on, on the hours and if the hours are too intense where you focus on the minutes. And then if it's down to you being present and enjoying every second, do that. If Aww. that would help you to just be and to be in gratitude for life, then start with one second at a time and being grateful for that. Ah, uh, that is so beautiful.
It Eric. really is. I've taken this my entire life with my mom. I mean, Eric looked at, Eric says it all the time. <laughs> Things get challenging sometimes, you know, and especially sure. if you, you're a professional, you run your own business and you're a parent. You are the mother of two beautiful daughters, Sam and Jessica. How has parenting for you changed and evolved from young children who, you know, in high school and you're dropping them off at school to now that they're, they're away from home? Oh my gosh. Actually, they, they both still live at home. So thank God. Well, hey, you, you're one of the, the lucky moms. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my <laughs> wonder that she did go away to school, you know, but yeah. she's uh, uh, pursuing her master's degree right now. So she's home. Um, you know, it's so interesting when people say to me, oh, it goes so fast or, oh, they're going to grow. I don't know. I, I don't think, I think it, I don't really think it went so fast because I feel like I was always kind of focused on wanting to be present. Mm -hmm. um, as they got older, I became more present, you know, like after IIN, I think as a, I went to that school, but I was the type of mom, um, you know, I always tried to take, try to have fun with them. Even mm -hmm. if things are going wrong, you always got to have fun. It wasn't always so serious, which maybe is good and bad, but, um, <laughs> you know, I feel like, well, they, they don't want to hear this because I say, oh, I feel like you're my sisters. I don't think they want to hear that because I think yeah. I want to, I want to be part of their lives and hang out with them too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, um. It's just nice to see that whatever I've done in the past as a mother, mm -hmm. my focus, my attention, uh, the respect, the generosity, but also still being a parent, it's so beautiful to see now how they are as young adults. And I think, wow, I didn't do so bad. All right, I'm not going to lie. I can't take anything away. My wife was always very involved. You know, their mm -hmm. dad, he was, he's always very involved. So I, you know, I, I, did, I didn't do it all alone. It's, it's, it's with the tribe. You know, it's with a tribe of people, mm -hmm. but, but um, it is beautiful. I love being a mother and yeah. it's my greatest victories. Yeah, I agree. To me, there is um, no bigger accomplishment than being the mother to these two children. I love my children dearly. And um, every day I, I look at them and when we put them to bed, it's just like, Wow, these are these are our creations, and I know, well, yeah, it's amazing. And I think the most beautiful thing is is the people that they are. We we love the young people that they are, and it's nice to see who they're growing into, and they're really growing into themselves. What advice would you give to to other moms, other parents about you know being a parent and being a mom? Well, I will say this now that my girls are older, you know, you have to be very patient, which, which isn't easy. You know, it's yeah. not easy being patient when you have little yeah. children and, you know, they don't feel good or you go into a party and someone throws up in the car, you know, like someone's got a dirty diaper and you have to pull out, you know, things, things yeah. go wrong all the time. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's no plan. There's absolutely no plan as organized and OCD. I was, I'm like, I, Sometimes I'm like, I just give up. It's like, yeah. you just have to roll with it and go with it. But yeah. I think being attentive to your children, mm. this is going to sound silly, but making sure they're always saying their pleases and their thank yous. Yeah. Getting to know their friends, getting to know who they're hanging out with. That's yeah. a big deal. You know, I think you really kind of know, you kind of, and I always, this is one thing that I had with my children. I would say when they got to a certain age, I'm like, how, how can I assure that they're going to share everything with me without mm -hmm. me having to sneak around and find out. Mm -hmm. So I used to tell them when they got a little older, I'd say, listen, if anything that you feel you're doing is wrong, or you know, you, or if you know you're doing something wrong, you need to tell me, I promise I will not punish you. Mm -hmm. I promise I, I might make faces, but mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm not going to get mad. You will not be punished. If you tell me the truth, you have to tell me the truth. Now, if one of your friends, has a problem or an issue or they're in danger. Same applies to your friends. If they feel they can't go to their parents. Tell them they can come to me. We're just going to fix the problem. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that was good or bad because I found out things I didn't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. You're not going to get in trouble for this? You're going to get in trouble. I'm like, yeah, no. this is bad. Like, this is a It's an open circle. No judgment. They've had friends come to the yeah. house. I've had some of their friends staying over two, three, one girl's at our house for two weeks. I mean, wow. but that was a whole nother story. A whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's interesting, like, you know, just being open and respectful yeah. and listening. 
I think for me, that did a world of wonders because I felt my, my children felt that they could come to me as an adult because they didn't know what to do or they didn't have the resources or what to say, what to do. And like I said, I did find out things sometimes I'm like, Oh my gosh. But what to me, that's the best advice I can give is being a parent. You got to let your kids know that they can come to you and that they can Mm -hmm. trust you. And, and if you say they're not getting punished, you have to mean that. You have to mean that. You know, you have to kind of, you can kind of come up with some other kind of punishment without them knowing it, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But good communication, hands down, that's always the answer. In relationships with your children, your marriage, in real estate, good Mm -hmm. communication. What you said was so profound because as parents, we, as our kids get older, yeah, we don't want to sneak around and find out, you know, what they're doing. But at the same time, we're curious to know that they're doing the right thing. You know, we've given them the foundation that we have, you know, for the first 18 years and continue to. But we just want to make sure that people that they associate with are good people and um, and they're not getting into trouble. And so when it comes to trust, you said it right. We Our kids have to know that they can trust us. And when we tell them that they can come to us, there's no judgment, but they come to us for understanding. That's something that Dr. Hunt spoke about. She's a, a trauma psychologist, but she talked about really allowing our kids to come out and speak with us. And we listen for understanding, not for judgment. They have to know that it's okay to come. And who else should they go to to get advice but us? And so we have to understand when we alienate them and they feel like they can't come or they can't trust us and they go to a stranger, an outsider who doesn't love and care for them like we love them, then that's when they build relationships that may not be healthy for them. So understand, even if it's challenging for us to to tell them, come with no judgment, we're just going to understand. But just know if we don't provide that protective, safe space for them, we don't want them to go out there and have a facade of a safe space where somebody's trying to to benefit somewhere from them, not caring for them, but has ulterior motives. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to say that makes me feel better about me being a parent. Mm-hmm. And, and absolutely, that, I passed that test. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, that's because really, that's really great. I, I I can't wait to hear all of that. I know I know that you've been working with her, but I just feel like that's so amazing and true for you to have that safe space. Yeah, absolutely. This has been, this has been a beautiful conversation. You know, one it's, I, I want to be selfish right now because I really missed you. And just speaking <laughs> with you. I haven't spoken to you in, in so long, you know, I've known you for so many years and you've always been a, a force to be reckoned with. My kids love you. And, and, you know, everybody, you know, Eric you know, loves you and, and we love Janine and the kids. And so it's beautiful to just reconnect and to be at this other stage in our life. You know, I wanted to ask you, and that is, that is the question that everyone who comes on this podcast know, and if you've listened to previous episodes, when do you feel that you evolved into a beast mama where you showed up for Jen, you conquered something that was really hard for you? That's that honestly just recently happened. And I would say, really? yeah, I would say, it with, I, I thought I was pretty badass. Can I say that? But no. Yes, yes, you can say that. <laughs> I will tell you, and I'll make this short, that last year was probably one of the most profound years. I mean, besides the pandemic, which we all have been going through, and I want to give, you know, everyone that respect because we've all have changed and evolved yeah. since the pandemic. But last year, we sold our house. We li- I, the house that I lived in with the girls for 23 years. I lived there the longest. I was there yeah. with my, uh, my, uh, their dad and us. And then um, we got divorced. And then, you know, we sold the house. Janine and I have been together, like I said, it's, six, it's going on almost 17 years. And the crazy thing is that we sold our house, which, was, which wasn't easy. I'll tell you, I'm a real estate agent. It was tough. Yeah. And we were building a new construction home. So we were building a new construction home. And the house wasn't going to be ready. Nothing was timing right. So I came up with this brilliant idea as a mom that we should all move into a hotel temporarily until the house <laughs> is ready. I was like, oh, it'd be so much fun. Continental breakfast. You know, we'll have a good yeah. time. So we got two rooms. 
and we were supposed to be there three weeks. Three months later, we're still oh my god, we're still waiting. We're still waiting what? for this house. I don't know if you know this. So wait, so no, you, you do know it. So three months we're waiting. I couldn't believe it. So what happens? We go to see the house on a Saturday morning. We were going to be closing the next week. We were so excited. They just finished the floors. You know, it was just so exciting. Mm-hmm. That afternoon, my neighbor, who was soon, who was soon to be my neighbor, neighbor Betty, called me and said, "Jennifer, the house is on fire. God. The house, the new construction house, was destroyed. Oh Absolutely God, destroyed." I remember when you posted it. Remember, I reached yes. out. I couldn't believe it. Yes, it was horrifying absolutely destroyed okay that's one problem we don't own the house we don't have home insurance we're living in a hotel all of our all of our you know furniture is in storage well i will tell you this the next day we found another house and and that's the short story you know the next day we found another house um and like i said my one daughter and i we were searching we drove around till 10 o'clock at night we were driving past houses because i'm in real estate so i know houses right and yeah. the next day we made and we made one appointment and that was the house that we're now living in. And the crazy wow. thing is we didn't move in right away. It took another two months. Oh, the, the builder said, I will work. I will make sure this house, it, I will work seven days a week and get this done. We were in the hotel for five months. We were paying <gasps> for storage and all in all working real estate, doing my yeah. thing. Yeah. We finally move in. We finally move in, and here's the unique part. Well, there's a couple unique things. One is I spent a lot of money. I spent more money last year than I've ever spent in my entire life. Yeah. And number two, I made more money last year than I Congratulations. Had. Yeah, with real estate. But I also feel like maybe this was the push and the shove that I needed because where was this money coming from? Coming and from. it really wasn't about the money because, let's face it, you need money to live. But I just felt like I pushed myself and pushed. And every day I... I would just, you know, just talk to myself and I'd just say, I have to get through today. I have yeah. to get through today. It's not about me. It's about everyone else in my family. You know, I can't, I can't let anybody down. Wow. And, and, and everything's worked out finally. I mean, we spent more money on this house mm-hmm. than, the, than the other house. And you know what? Money comes and money goes and money, money goes. Luckily it was there. Um, and I think honestly, Last year was the year I knew I became a beast mama. So oh, really wow. That's, and, and, and I thought I was pretty good already, but. You were. <laughs> but here's the funny thing. We set, I set the builder up with the woman who did our window treatments and they're still together. They're together about six months. So I still was doing some matchmaking. Love. A gift is a gift. But all right. You know what? You're right. A gift is a gift. Every day is a gift. Yeah. And. I just am very grateful. I've learned to just be way more great. I never knew I needed to be more grateful. You have to be grateful. And I really feel I understand that for sure. And I don't ever want to take anything for granted. Mm-hmm. I want to enjoy. I want to make sure I take time to relax and mm-hmm. spend that time with my family. I thought I was doing that, but I don't think I, I was doing enough. And yeah. 2022, a, a different outlook for me. I actually yeah. just recently changed brokerages. I'm with yeah. Keller Williams now. They're the number one real estate franchise in the United States. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. I'm hoping to, to have the time to spend time with my family and enjoy the little moments. Not everything mm-hmm. is about stuff and things. You know, it's mm-hmm. really about gratitude and love and compassion and respect and just, you know, embracing those moments. Beautiful. I just want to congratulate you because this couldn't have happened to a better person. You are a hard worker. You are a loving person. And I'm so sorry that you had to go through losing the home that was at that point, the home of your dreams. But sometimes we have to go through the fire, literally evolve and come through (laughs) the Phoenix. Absolutely. Phoenix rising. Mm Wow. Wow. But you never stopped. You you kept going. That That's night, you. my daughters were like, Mom, what do we do? I'm like, I we're just going to eat a lot tonight. And <laughs> anyone can order whatever they want. I don't yeah. care. And tomorrow's a new day. And that's yeah. it. But but by nightfall, we still we were looking at houses. I'm like, we just have to keep moving forward. We could yeah. sit and cry. And this is sad. No one was hurt. No one was injured. You yeah. know, we're just grateful. And 
you know, you can't change it. I'm not going to sit around and cry about it. I cried that day. I cried yeah. enough. And that was like, okay, that's it. We're done. Mm-hmm. Next. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes we have to grieve. Sometimes we have to just be sad in the moment because the sadness allows us to just reflect. And once we come from that reflection state, then we know that we're ready to attack whatever it is that we, we should. And so, wow, just, just amazing, Jen. You are a beast mama. <laughs> you really uh, are. <laughs> thank you, Thanks for me ha- having me. <laughs> oh, you're always welcome. You, I've known you in what were you in your third? You were in your forties, maybe thirties. I don't remember. Well, let's see. How yeah, long let's is it? Well, now I'm fifty-one. So let's see. We go back to let me see. Almost, see how old is how old 16, is your son now? Eleven. So it was the year, it was right before you had your son? So yeah, yeah. So twelve years. Wow. You know what? Oh my gosh! You that's know a that long. Means. That's a long time. That is a long time, and that means yeah. I was thirty-nine. My gosh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Jen, who was who was that little girl who became the Jen that I know today? Hmm. What was she like? Well, I was always a very busy little girl, chatterbox. I must say, I was told mm-hmm. to be quiet a lot. <laughs> <laughs> didn't work yeah. <laughs> that's great yeah. um, and I honestly I just was a busy little girl I was the busiest kid my mother would always say I was the I was loud I was just busy and I'm sure you know um I bothered some people too but yeah. um you know I always had a good I always feel like you know I had a good heart I I always meant well you know I I, I made a lot of bad choices and poor choices and clouded judgment. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, there's some things you can't change. Right. Nope. Um, and, you know, I had good parents. My parents, you know, they were always hard workers. They were respectful. They were honest. They were, they were loud. They were fun, you know? Mm-hmm. So I had a very busy, very busy, busy life and full of people just, and like I said, my life has changed and evolved. I feel at the core, I just want my children to to know that, you know, life is a journey. It really is mm-hmm. a journey. And it's about mm-hmm. lessons and how you treat people and what you give out, then you get back. And you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know if your house is gonna go on fire. You don't know if you don't know if if you're gonna get a divorce. You don't know if your life is gonna change dramatically. But um, just be true to yourself. It, easier said than done. Uh, like I said. I thought I was a beast mom. I probably was a beast mama before, but now I'm a beast mama elite now. <laughs> <laughs> you just made, I love it. That's why I love, love you. <laughs> there's any levels of this. <laughs> You're like, I'm I'm an elite now. Yeah. Yeah. My you know, honestly, if you do good, good comes back to you. It, it really does. But well said. Don't always expect it from others. Mm-hmm. Be the best version of yourself. Mm, mm, beautiful. Tell us, tell us a story. From people, you know, in your young life that really shaped who you became. Maybe it might be your parents and aunts, uncles, teachers, but who really shaped you while you were growing up? Well, I will say my parents had more friends than than I'll ever have. And and, and I think it was a different time. Also, my mother came from a family of six. My father came from a family of three. But my but they had friends beyond friends, and they had us in sports and. Um, cheerleading I was in it and they met friends from these friends and those friends from those friends and mm-hmm. now that I'm older and sadly my it's been you know a few years since my mom has passed and and my mm-hmm. father is um he's in the veterans home but I keep in touch with my mother's friends I know wow. that's crazy and there's no it doesn't sound crazy I do the same yeah there's quite a few women that I speak to, I connect mm-hmm. with, I feel like they know me. Uh, you know, we have um, friends of the family. There's other women that I grew up with. They, I thought they were my cousins, but they're not. They're my fake cousins, but I yeah. still connect with them. And I always go back and always try and connect with those people, yeah. you know, to share those memories. And remember, I really was very fortunate. There was a lot of good people in my life to shadow out the, the ones that weren't so good or, mm-hmm. you know, who didn't treat me right or, mm-hmm. you know, discriminated against me, whatever. I still, I, I and, and, and they remind me of um, who I am and who I was, you know, who I was and who I am. And 
and and it's nice to know that they'll even reference my mom and they'll say, oh, your mom would be so proud of you. And you know, that's really sweet and genuine to hear. And I have to say, I, I'm I'm a lucky woman. I really, I really, really am. Well, and I'm blessed. not gonna lie, it wasn't a walk in. It, it's not a life. Is not a walk in the park. Yeah. That's very true. It's and it's funny that you said the fake cousin thing, because yeah. when we go to Dominica, Ethan will ask me, so mommy, is that a blood cousin yeah. or is it just out of respect? I'm like, out of respect. So he's like, well, I have a lot of family. A lot of cousins. Yeah, you got a lot of cousins. Listen, when I found out my fake cousins were my cousins, yeah. I cried. I was oh. like, this is terrible. My mother's like, yeah. They're family. I'm telling yeah. you, they're family. So they're family. I, I just, that's what I just call them. They're just my cousins now. Absolutely. And and that's something that I'm sure our listeners can attest to because family is not only blood. You've met people along the way who have treated you better than your own family has. And you've had connections and experiences with them. These people are your family. There's no doubt about that. So family is not just blood. Yeah, you you are right. You're like like you and I. We're family. Yeah. We're family. There you go. We met. We met in the supermarket. Yeah, was twelve years ago. We were. We were so loud that day. I think everybody was walking by, going, "Who are these two women? Why are they so loud? Why are they laughing?" You know. But that was it. We 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 had a a bond that day, and that bond continues to persist. And so I, I genuinely love and respect you. I admire just your strength and your zeal for life. I think that's what attracted me to you is just your love for life. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And you're Farrah, always welcome. You, know, you are just timeless. You really are. You're such a genuine, oh, loving hearted person. You just give so much. And, and anybody who knows you sincerely like I, I mean, first of all, just just if anybody hears your podcast here, they could just hear <laughs> it in your voice. You are your loving wife, your thank husband you. and your husband. He's so talented too. Yeah. He really is. You're the entrepreneurial family. Your children are wonderful. They really are. They're, and Thank they're you. adorable too. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they are. Hey. But, you know, Jen, you, you continue to inspire, you know, all of us that know you and have connected with you, the people that you meet when they're looking for a, a home, you know, you inspire and you motivate them to keep going. Even when that house that they thought was theirs is no longer theirs and someone outbid them. You know, who motivates and inspires you? You know, that's interesting. I, I kind of really want to, I have to say, you know, a lot of it comes from within, but yeah. I think even just discussions with my wife and my daughters, you know, if I, if I'm down and out a little bit, they're like, just keep going. That's what you do. That's what you teach us. And yeah. I feel like, you know, with my clients, I'm, I'm on the journey with them. You know, they're not yeah. just doing this alone. I'm on the journey with them. And I will say, I listen to every one of your podcasts. I'm a huge podcaster and I <laughs> listen to motivational things yeah. all the time. And, you know, so, and, and that's something I've been doing for years. Even if yeah. I'm doing my hair, I need to listen to something positive or exciting, yeah. or I don't really, I don't really watch TV. Yeah. Um, you know, I like to read a lot. Yeah. Um, but most of everything that I have in my library is really motivational or about business. It really is probably the same with you, right? Yeah, pretty much. You know, Farah, I have to say you and your husband, I mean, you've always been entrepreneurs at heart, but I yeah. will tell you, you are movers and shakers and you're both brilliant and evolving. And Thank with you. all that's gone on, even with the pandemic, you shifted, you changed and, yeah. and you just make it work. Yeah. I think this was, absolutely wonderful because even through your um you know your network i've met several women that i still stay in touch with from yeah. from guy's essence from you from your connection yeah. and this is a way for you to connect with people yeah. on a different level as yeah. well and and still feeling that they they still get some of you because yeah. you are you are quite popular you know this right <laughs> am i Okay. All right. Let's just put that up there. Okay. <laughs> I love it. You know, Jen, this has been a a beautiful conversation with a friend, and I'm 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 honored that you took the time because I know how busy you are. You've taken the time. You could have been doing anything else, and you chose to sit with me, you know, for over an hour. So thank you, thank you for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for sharing your stories, because now that you've shared your stories, you've you've now reflected on your own life as well as you you help others 
who may be going through, you know, similar challenges mm-hmm. and you've shared your own experience. Now they feel, oh, I, I don't have to be ashamed. Indeed. You need to just keep doing what you're doing, Farah. You have such Thank a you. way with people. Um, you communicate so eloquently. And I mean, that's sincere. You know it, girl. You know I love you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know you love me. I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling a little yeah. exposed right now with all that I shared, but it feels yeah. good. It's okay. I'm not embarrassed or ashamed, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's I very true. You, I'm not going to lie. This was tough. I, I shut my phone off. That was tough. Yeah, I know. Shoot, for a real estate agent, that's that's pretty bad. Yeah, okay, the business, <laughs> the business is still there for sure. I know, I'm I know. So, Jen, t- tell our listeners how they can connect with you. For our listeners in New York who may be looking for a home, and or just somebody who wants to hey, say, "Hey, Jen, you know, I listened to your podcast and I loved it." How can they connect with you on social media? Uh, honestly, yeah, you could just look me up, Jennifer Nix. I'm all over, I'm all over the internet, apparently. <laughs> so you just look me up when after you get off this call. I'm, I'm popping up all over. Like I said, on my Facebook, connect with me on Facebook, Jennifer Nix. Yeah. Jennifer Nix Realtor on Instagram. I'm always open for a conversation, even if if you don't even want to talk real estate, that's fine. But any questions you have about what I discussed or whatever. I love to connect with people all the time. So thank you, Farah. You are the best. I oh, you're welcome, my you. love. Will you ever come back to visit New York? Uh, nope. You have to come to California. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm now a, a West Coast girl. Like, okay, listen, just no come, way. You might, you might come out to film out here one day. I'll come to you know? visit. Yeah, well, or to film, you might be filming yes. one of your children, or you were your Absolutely. husband. Come out Absolutely, Absolutely. And in um, the future, we we may we may host the conference again in um, in person. So that's something that we may bring back. I don't know when. I know everyone's asking when we're going to have the in person show again. Mm-hmm. But you know, we just have to wait and see how the the world changes. Exactly, and honestly. You're still connecting with people in a yeah. way that you never thought that you would, or, or the, that this was even available. So this is yeah. really great. You're doing it. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I love that the technology is is where my mind has been for, for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The technology has caught up with my mind. I'm, I'm thrilled. Yeah, you're good. Listen, you're a mover and a shaker. Well, I am so grateful to know you and I'm so grateful to call you my friend i love and adore you and your entire family but yes we will get together one day in person but this has been such a pleasure and i thank you you're always welcome